0: Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, motivational speaker, full-time psychology student, mama of four, and military spouse. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and real stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. I wanted to hop in here before we get to the episode with Mistress Cat. I wanted to let y'all know that this is not a kid appropriate episode. I know sometimes like I leave it up to the parents and you get to choose. This is all about kink. Definitely not kid appropriate. Also, you'll hear a little bit of background noise. Uh, We were recording in Mistress Cat's basement dungeon and you'll learn more about that in the podcast so there were some sounds from her furnace and her partner walking upstairs and her dog (laughs) dropping a bone on the floor Um, but overall it wasn't I re-listened to it it wasn't really that distracting so I hope you will enjoy and and mind you it's only a little bit of the podcast that you can hear those things this is going to be a good one and I think you guys will find it really interesting so enjoy. Hey, guys. Today, I am here with Mistress Kat. I'm sitting in her dungeon, and you guys will be thinking, what the fuck is a dungeon and why are you sitting in one? But I am, and this is relevant to our conversation. So, Mistress Kat is here to talk to us all about kink and give us a little lesson, or for those of you who might be interested, maybe something that you want to check out on your own. So, Kat, I want to start out with, people think about kink, they think Fifty Shades of Grey. Why is that accurate or inaccurate?
1: So I definitely take the stance, like most people within the kink of community, that Fifty Shades of Grey was uh, okay. It definitely mainstreamed most kink for people, but it's inaccurate with a lot of how things were done, how the characters were treated. Um, Different people have different feelings on it. Everyone in the kink community kind of has their own take on it, but it definitely was borderline abusive relationship in my own opinion but it was a great movement to allow kink to be more mainstream nowadays and not something that is hidden or shamed or thrown into the closet and let's pretend it doesn't really happen
0: it really does happen it (laughs)
1: does
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was like i didn't realize how common this was people i met and i was like oh i did not see that coming i did not see that coming at all
1: (laughs) No, you know, it's one of those things, uh, the whole joke of like lady in the streets, freak in the sheets, I think is more common than anyone actually really wants to talk about, especially, especially of the younger generation. Um, you know, we're really open about knowing who we are, understanding our sexualities. So why not kink along with everything else that's out there?
0: So when did you figure out you were kinky? Uh,
1: so um, I really like to prescribe to those two theories. Um, once again, this is completely my own take on it. So, you know, people will definitely disagree with me, but this is my own. Um, a lot of people say that you're either born that way or, you know, you had an experience. I am definitely a born that way person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if you knew Mistress Cat, you would totally get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it's like, I really started playing around with it when I was about 18, 19, but I definitely remember being like, Way too young to have, like, weird bondage fantasies, not know what they were. Definitely didn't watch anything on TV that was anything like that. But they were there. So now I'm like, oh, okay. That's literally been there my entire life. It's like a fish needing water. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: And she's, like, got this whole getup going right now. Like, this whole mystery. I came over and it was like... Here's Mistress Cat. I'm like, whoa, that's hot. <laughs> like...
1: Well, you know, vanilla life, as we like to say, you know, your everyday 9 to 5 is definitely not the getup I'm currently wearing, but, you know, Mistress Cat's out to play right now.
0: Yay! Yeah. So I am um, wanted to talk about first, what is a dom, what is a sub, and what is a switch? These are words that I learned recently, and I'm like, I had no idea.
1: Yeah. So, um, again, in the kink community, a lot of things uh, revolve around power dynamics. That is the reason most people are attracted to the kink community. Um, My big take on most things, again, is, you know, we all have these ideals that everyone can be whoever they want to be and everyone's equal. That's great. But when you (laughs) meet somebody, you shake their hand, you make eye contact for the first time, and usually within the first 20 seconds... You figure out who's the more dominant and who's the more submissive. It's just how life works. We are in a pecking order and it doesn't matter how many times you say that we're all equal. We are, but we're not. So, you know, your typical thing, most uh, kink relationships are going to be a power exchange. So that's where you are agreeing apart with a partner or multiple partners that you are going to say, I am more of a submissive personality in this event between these times or whatever. Uh, I'm going to take a role where I bow down to you. I listen to you. I follow your rules. I follow your regulations. Maybe there's some smacky, hitty, fun stuff that's going on. But I will do whatever I can to make you happy in a safe, sane, and consensual way. Doms, dominates, are going to be the same thing. They're the ones who are going to take control They're going to sit down. They're going to have the negotiations, figure out what is safe and happy for the submissive and make it happen. Switch people. They're awesome. They like to go both ways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They like to go both ways. I love it.
1: Sometimes, definitely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So safety is something that you mentioned a couple times while you were saying that. And that can be an issue sometimes. That sometimes people take it too far or they don't have the right rules in place. So tell us a little bit about how you can make that a safe thing to happen.
1: Okay. So this is my biggest thing. And the thing I absolutely love the most about um, the kink community is we are 100% Mm. negotiation, negotiation, negotiation. So that is a, if you can talk about it and you can talk about every way this can possibly go wrong, you need to, because you are willingly, openly walking into a situation that you are doing a known hazard. So this could be suspension where somebody is tying you up and hanging you from a ceiling. That's great. Have you done it before? Has your partner done it before? Can that beam hold that weight? Um, do you have any medical issues that we're going to cause and exacerbate? Because for once in your life, you're being held up by you know half inch rope and being suspended the ground. What happens if it breaks? Mm. These are the things you have to think about. And The kink community is amazing for this usually. We are the biggest ones on definitely paying attention to consent. Um, I absolutely love it. I think it's something that the more vanilla world, if they were willing to open up and talk to us, could learn so much.
0: Mistress Cat calls me vanilla all the time. Yes, there's nothing wrong with it. You're
1: like the best vanilla because, like, you want to know. You might not participate, but you're like a swirl. (laughs) But I I do enjoy it.
0: Well, you have things like contracts, right? That you can drop a contract between you and somebody else. Is that that normal, or is that just something that you do?
1: Um, so that can be normal. So again, in the community, um, there's usually two groups where everyone falls. Um, so there's lifestyle, which is usually either called lifestyle 24/7, however you see fit, and those are the people who say, "This is me. My eyes are brown." My hair is blonde and I'm kinky as all get up and I can't imagine my life any other way. So depending on what that is, um, a lot of times there's a lot of dominants who do prefer to have contracts with their submissives. And it's a great another negotiation skill because it allows you to sit down and go, hey, what are you cool with? What are you not cool with? What are some things you kind of want to, you know, go into, but you need to feel like you're completely safe and protected to do it? Mm-hmm. And I personally love contracts because there's always a time limit and it's a way to force yourself to reassess a relationship. So unlike vanilla relationships where you go until things go either really great or really horrible and then things fall apart, a lot of my contracts have time limits. So I say, we're going to go by this contract for three months. Mm -hmm. at the end of three months we're going to sit down and review it if you don't want to play anymore great you're done in my contracts i always write in exit strategies how am i going to make sure you're safe what are your aftercare plans after everything's done if you need that and we go our separate ways and if not if we're happy a new contract can be written up anytime
0: So when we've talked about this, aftercare is huge and I didn't understand what aftercare was. And so I'd love for you to tell us what aftercare is and why it's so important.
1: Okay. So aftercare, again, um, I'm going to feel like I'm repeating this all the time, but I need the little disclaimer. It's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. So when you are doing such a high impact or high emotional time of play, aftercare is what do you do for your partner when it's done? Um, a lot of times the term that people will hear thrown around a bunch is subspace. So subspace is where a submissive can go mentally, emotionally, when things have hit an all time high and it's great. And their eyes roll back in the back of their head and they might be panting like little dogs and they're happy as nobody get up. But what do you do when that starts to wear off? When all of, you know, your personal dopamines and everything in your head are going off and they wear off what do you do you can't just let somebody drop and a lot of that term is called sub drop which can be dangerous because that's like anything where you're coming off of such a great experience so aftercare is different per person Um, a lot of subs need when coming out of a scene um, I will a scene is usually if you're not doing 24-7 it's a set period of time again where you're doing play and when you come out of it, sometimes a sub needs time to cool down, reground themselves, go back to normal life. And that could involve calming words, back, backpats. Chocolate is really good in aftercare. I is like that, chocolate. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, it sets off the right things back in your head. But it's, it's, again, it's taking the time to check in with your partner and make sure that they're in a good place and not in a bad place because of what you just experienced as a team.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people have this negative connotation when it comes to kinky that it's, you know, painful and that, and it might be painful, but.
1: um, (laughs) But what if the pain's good?
0: Right, and, and that it's horrible and that, you know, it's things people wouldn't enjoy, but you guys have, in the kink community, you guys have things set up so that it is pleasurable for the person whether it's painful, it might be painful and pleasurable. Um, it's pleasurable for the person and they're also safe.
1: Oh, it's ex- extremely safe. That is the biggest thing that we all stand behind and watch. I mean, a lot of times if you actually are going out to do more public play, so you're in a public dungeon, you're not in your one-on-one house, you will have um, a DM, a dungeon master, and literally their job is they play, they do nothing. They just walk around and they watch. And they're making sure everyone's safe and that no one's getting hurt or restraints aren't too tight. And um, in the K community, there are safety words. Um, So if something's starting to get out of control and you are unhappy, either sub or dom, you can say yellow. And it's kind of the, hey, can you slow down? Maybe we need to talk about this real quickly. Something's going a little wrong, but I'm okay. And then red. That's an instant stop, all things stop, you know, toys fall to the ground, and usually a dungeon master will come right over and make sure that everything's okay. It's a moment of maybe you're in distress, something went wrong, a rope slipped, and it gives everyone the chance to save you from it getting worse or getting hurt.
0: Yeah, because it might turn somebody off from being in the kink community. Completely. It goes bad.
1: Or worse things can happen
0: somebody could get seriously hurt yeah I mean, you know
1: it's known risk play I mean <laughs> we walk into it and you know yes there's needles and fire and ropes so y- you there's a chance of serious bodily damage
0: I just heard, learned about needle play the other day <laughs> I was <laughs> like what, what is this
1: and how did that make you feel <laughs> I was
0: like where did this come from
1: <laughs> so yeah there's a king for everything <laughs> right
0: I agree with you. You were like, I would need like a licensed nurse to administer yes. these needles.
1: You know, there are amazing people out there who can do really, really awesome needle play. And I've seen it and it's great. But uh, my personal feelings is I'm like, uh, if you're not a nurse or a doctor, you're not sticking that in my body.
0: I'm good. Right. And this is just the perfect example of how... Uh, just because somebody's kinky doesn't mean they're into all kink. Oh, You no. have certain kinks. No, no.
1: Think of kink like ice cream. And I'm not talking just Baskin Robbins, 31 Flavors. Like, all the ice creams. You can pick and choose. You can change your mind. And, like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love how
0: excited you get over this. you oh, like, this is great.
1: I love it. I have absolutely loved it since... I really came into the lifestyle. Like I said, I'm 24-7. This is, while you don't know me on the streets wearing my normal clothes, trust me, there are kinky thoughts going through my head all the time.
0: There is place cards against humanity with her. (laughs) You learn real
1: quick. Some things really can't be hidden. It's it's okay. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah,
0: we were playing with a few of Mistress Cat's kinky friends and i'm the only vanilla person in the room and i was just like where did this shit come from
1: oh yeah no no and still you know gotta be scared of the quiet ones some of the quiet ones are oh yeah really Woo.
0: speaking <laughs> of your friends we talked about littles tell us about littles because i found this and and you learned something new the other day too did. So.
1: so again there is a million and one flavors um Littles is a subcommunity, and it is people who identify of a younger age, so they can identify, you know, two, three, going on up. Um, I'm not personally a little, so I don't have the exact knowledge of it, but they're a great group of people. I love them. They, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be sexual in the kink community. A lot of littles, it's not sexual. There are people who enjoy like sitting around and coloring on coloring books and hanging out with big stuffed animals and things like that. It's just what brings them pleasure.
0: And what was the word that we, was it middle? Middles. Middles, which were like adolescent ones.
1: Yes, adolescent. So uh, a little more bratty. And definitely a little more playful. Yeah. Middles are fun, too. Yeah.
0: And uh, I we learned that word at the same time. I was like, yeah. well, I didn't I, know that was a thing.
1: I didn't either because of all <laughs> the things I've learned. Like, I knew littles and I knew that there was, like, an age span. And then, yeah, I had a middle at my house. And I was like, ooh, that's um interesting. Cool.
0: <laughs> so, definitely... Um, you said that it varies and you don't know every little thing about the kink community, but where did you get your knowledge from?
1: So, um, the best Mm -hmm. part about kink is, you know, everyone is really into sharing their knowledge. Um, you pretty much, if you go to any kink person, and ask them, hi, I'd like to pick your brain. I really have questions. As long as you're kind and compassionate, they will sit down and tell you absolutely everything under the face of the sun. It's amazing. And if that's not enough, like most modern times nowadays, there are actually kink conventions, which are amazing. One of my best friends who's been in the community much longer than me took me about four years ago to my first one. It's out in Rhode Island and it happens twice a year and it's just everything you could imagine. There's classes all day long, there's places you can go shopping and pick up new kink gear and things like that. You get this wealth of knowledge from meeting all of these people and then, well, there's kinky play at the end of night.
0: There you go. All safe,
1: all safe. All safe. A all safe... consensual. and everyone's above eighteen.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that impressed me the most when I started learning about it, which was recently when I met you. I had a little knowledge. I learned a few things, but was and I can't I can't stress this enough, was this the amount of time you guys take to make sure it's safe and consensual, and everybody is okay with it. And that people might want to try new things. But like you said, they're safe words for people to say no, people to say yes. Like, and you, with your partner, you don't have a contract.
1: No. No. Um, I have, I do have a life partner. There is no contract, but he is my sir. But when I do... Tell do, people
0: what a sir is.
1: So, um, kind of <laughs> like a dom. Um, my, my partner is my dom, or I like to call him sir. So, it's all about honorifics. Mm. What shows respect for your partner? So a lot of people can, you know, call people, obviously, mistress. Um, So I am more switch. The only person I submit to is my sir. But I do have other relationships where I am mistress, and I am expected to be called Mistress Cat.
0: Yes, and I I joke around and say, in our relationship, Mistress Cat would definitely be the top (laughs)
1: There's nothing wrong with that. I dom a lot of people. And, you know, it's, it's one of those moments I feel really bad when I accidentally just start doing it. And they go, ooh, they didn't agree.
0: <laughs> that agreement part is very important.
1: It is. It's the most important. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. So
0: with your... You're submissive, that's what you have a contract for.
1: Um, I have definitely um, given a couple contracts out, um, because I am a little over the top in my belief that everything should be safe, sane, and consensual. Um, most people walk away when contracts get pulled out, they're more into the, I'm going to assume, uh, kink play where they just want to do like a scene here or there negotiate and say, hey, on Tuesday between 8 and 10 p.m., you're going to whip me and I'm going to like it. But I prefer a deeper, more meaningful relationship where it's closer to 24-7.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating because I get to learn about these, these things all the time. So, I learned the other day about caning. I actually... <laughs> you, <laughs> yes, I, you did. Yes, I did. You actually <laughs> showed me what a cane was.
1: <laughs> yeah the most dangerous thing you guys can ever do is sit around with four kinky people a couple of martinis because words just get thrown out and you end up just taking notes and going excuse me mistress can we talk about this later <laughs> it's exactly what i did i was like um what is caning and what do you use <laughs> and i'm like let's go to the dungeon and we'll play
0: <laughs> i remember the first day i came down um to the dungeon and because I, I was like can i dungeon i really want to see that she came down and and showed me and i was like "Whoa, this is so cool
1: (laughs) it is my pride and joy
0: so what is caning uh
1: so caning is a member of impact play it is usually a small piece of cane or bamboo that is used to hit people with um it's a very wacky toy um if you've ever been flicked with like uh, a twig outside that was like still on the tree, so it was green, and you get that nice little smart hit that is pretty much caning. Yeah. Not everyone likes it, it's a very acquired taste in my own personal feelings. I don't personally like it done to my own body, but I do enjoy doing it to other bodies.
0: Yes, and apparently you can make fun things like Mm. Christmas trees.
1: Yes, Christmas trees. Uh, You know, a lot of kinky people are really artistic, and we like to do really beautiful things with uh, our impact toys. So sometimes, you know, writing a name out, playing tic-tac-toe. I've seen that one. That's kind of a fun game. You know, we just, (laughs) we're playful people.
0: (laughs) Tic-tac-toe with canes. <laughs> yes. And then you do. Uh, somebody the other day, one of your friends, was talking about bruises and talking about how it was her dom's artwork. Yes. Which I had never heard before. Oh, yeah. That was interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, um, you know, again, it's all about what you're into and how far you want to go. Like I said, some doms are not into impact play. Um, But a lot of people who are in the community, because it does leave marks pretty much anything you do, it's a point of pride. Like, is that a nice mark? Did it bruise up nicely? And it also will kind of give a quick hint if someone's playing safe and sane or if it's more crossing over to unconsensual abuse.
0: Right. That does make sense. Like, if you're trying to hide the bruise, then that would probably be abuse versus, like, look how beautiful this is.
1: <laughs> I mean, some people bruise up pretty good, and it's just something you can't get around. But, yeah, it's it's, it's a nice way to, if you see somebody, you go, hmm, maybe we should have a talk.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's scary. Um, you did say one of your friends one time was in an abusive, dom sub-relationship.
1: Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's it's like everything else in the world um, people can use, and I think that's what leads to a lot of the fear of the kink community, is people who are not in the right, safe mindset will use it as a way to control or manipulate or hurt other people and say, I'm into kink. No, can I swear on this? Yeah. Sweet. No, you're just a fucking asshole, and you want to hurt somebody. Like, and so, you know, it's really hard, um, but again, that's the thing I do love the most about the community, especially if you're, doing a lot of public play and you're involved in the community, no one has serious fears of saying, I'm really sorry. Can we discuss this? I don't think you're in a safe place. And a lot of times other people will help get you out of that and put you in a safer place.
0: Yeah. So... How can people find the community if they're interested?
1: So, um, <clears throat> it's everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, I'm definitely going to shamelessly plug a couple places. Yeah, get on Fet Life. So, Fet Life is a webpage, it's fetlife.com, and it's like Facebook for kinky people.
0: Fat like F E T.
1: Fet, yep, F E T. Life. Um, so it is for kinky people. It's like Facebook, you make a profile, you don't have to put a picture up, but the nice part is is there's search engines so you can type in whatever city you're in or whatever you're doing and you can start to find the local communities that are there. So a lot of times within a set city, um, there is things called munches where you could type and say, I'm in Manhattan and then it will tell you where there's local groups of people that get together. They're usually meeting in vanilla situations at a bar, a restaurant, And it's just a chance to get out in a local vanilla place, meet, hang out, get to know each other before you go do crazy, kinky, fun things behind closed doors. Right. If that's what you want to do.
0: And by creating those friendships, then if you have questions or if you don't feel safe and you're like, is this, is this correct? Like, is this right? Like should i be feeling this way should i not be feeling this way those are questions you can ask
1: yeah and if they don't have an answer they'll put you in the right direction like i said not everyone's into the same kinks but if you walk into a munch and you're like i really want to learn how to be flogged and they might go i'm a ropes person but look over there there is mistress cat she's really into flogging i am it is, I was gonna say, <laughs> is mistress
0: cat really into flogging and what is flogging
1: So I am very into flogging. Um, Flogging is, again, another impact toy. It's a lot of people would call it kind of a whip. It has long tendrils of leather. You use it to repetitively hit somebody. It is like the best Swedish massage you're ever going to get.
0: (laughs) A slightly painful Swedish massage. It doesn't always (laughs) have to be painful, but
1: sometimes. But, ugh they're amazing
0: it does well what was it they came the other day you slapped me on the ass with,
1: with your consent yes, with I my did. consent
0: I like, you want to know what this feels like she didn't hit me very hard by the way guys
1: <laughs> no there was no warm-up period i i didn't do any you know we just went for a hey you want to know <laughs> right it did have quite the snap to it they do
0: and then i was checking out the rest of the toys on the wall and i was like what is that one what is that one? Oh, that one looks fun
1: Yeah, I I do like to have my toys on display. There's a reason I have a dungeon in my own house because I spend way too much time and money on these things. I want them to be out.
0: Yes. Yes. So how often do you show people your dungeon?
1: Not that often. Um, you know, I am very blessed where everyone in my life is extremely kink accepting. And so good portion of my friends know about it and they're perfectly fine coming down here I mean I'm not gonna force anyone who's not into kink into it but everyone everyone's curious you want to peel the curtain back and you want to see what it is in a safe environment so what's more safe than grabbing a glass of wine and Right. down the dungeon.
0: Well, I sat down and I looked at this little box that we are recording on. I was like, is that your collar?
1: It is my <laughs> collar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a very lovely display box that I keep my collar in from my sir. Um, that way it's always in a place of honor.
0: So what is the collar and what does it mean?
1: So collaring is a denotion of service. Um, depending on how you you want to look at it and I'll throw a bunch of terms out at you. Um, it's, it's kind of like an engagement ring for kinky people. It says, um, I acknowledge I belong to you. You will take care of me and I will put myself in a place of service. So a lot of people see them. They have definitely become more mainstream. If you see someone walking around with a dog collar on or a Leather collar with, like, a a ring in the front of it. Uh, One of my kinky friends just pointed out recently, because I don't pay attention to pop culture, but Ariana Grande did a video, and she was in full kink wear, and she was wearing a collar. Um, So they're out there. Um, Different people, they mean different things, too. So mine is obviously very important. It was given to me by my sir, and it stays in a place of honor. It would be like any woman wearing an engagement ring or a guy wearing an engagement ring.
0: Do you find it to be offensive like Ariana Grande and people like that just wearing it without like really taking into account what this the symbolism is?
1: So I am of kind of the old guard um, mentality, which is the more traditional kink community where things like this are taken with high reverence. So I do find it personally kind of offensive, especially for people who really don't think Or know what it's about. But at the same time, you know, uh, it's not my place to judge because maybe they are into the kink community and I don't know it. Maybe they just hide it so well. There are people who do wear collars 24-7 to show their service to their dom or sir or daddy or mistress or dame. So it's out there and I don't know. So I try really hard not to say anything because it's there
0: makes me think of the, um, Rihanna's S&M or it, it's SM
1: I was listening to that song earlier today. <laughs> I had to be in the mood.
0: Now every time I hear it, I think of you.
1: <laughs> yes. Life goals achieved.
0: Yeah, you. Um, so people might be wondering, what are your kinks?
1: Oh, well, okay. So that list is like super, super long, but, um, I will give you kind of a rundown. So, mostly I identify as a service and protocol. Now, that switches between dom and sub. So, what that means is, obviously, it's kind of self-explanatory. I like service. I like people either serving me or I like to serve people. And protocol is rules and regulations. So, I'm really into that. That is kind of my, if you said, this is the house, that is my brick and mortar of my house. Those are the things that make me the happiest. Um, inside of that, I, as I've explained, I like kitty slappy things. So that's a lot of impact play. <laughs> <slappy things>. Yes. <laughs> so that's a lot of impact play. Um, so that just kind of builds onto it. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. It's a great way to connect with different people. And, um, kink is like everything else in the, your world. Um, as you grow and develop in it, things start to change. So, I'm starting to dabble a little bit more with um, some mild sadist tendencies, which no, I'm not, you know, worshiping Satan, but I really do <laughs> like emotional and uh, humiliation play. So I like to manipulate people again with their consent Right. and um, things of that nature. And yeah, getting into medical play, which no, not needles, but there's some definitely other fun things you can do in medical.
0: Well, what are some fun things you do in medical? What um, is medical play?
1: Yeah, so um, I have a friend in the community who has an examination table. So we're in the middle of a negotiation for about a 10-person scene, so people that come over and we all participate somehow, where um, I kind of want to throw a girl up on the table and give her, like, a full examination and probing while (laughs) other people have to stand around and watch. (laughs)
0: And probing.
1: And probing.
0: I like how you put that little part in.
1: Well, you know, your guests might not be ready for the uh, R conversations. The
0: R conversations.
1: So wherever you think the probe's going, yes.
0: Yes. All of those places. There are so many orifices (laughs) that probes can go in.
1: That's the best part.
0: Yes. There's so many options. Uh, So it's just limited to those things. Or is it like...
1: Oh no. Um, so I do, I like to, um, play with sissies. So sissies are usually men who identify in a very submissive role, female role. Um, doesn't always mean that they're like cross dressers or things of that nature. But if you just imagine a man who wanted to be super girly, almost doll like dress up in little frilly dresses, love them. Uh, Anything if someone's really passionate about as a dom, I'm down. It doesn't always have to be my kink. But if someone loves it when I'm doming, I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. This sounds fun. What do we have to do? <laughs> and negotiations start.
0: Are there any things that you're like, absolutely not? Like when it comes <sighs> to kinks?
1: Um, so we already went over needle play. Um, because that's a safety thing. My biggest things is, um, my lines are drawn at safety. Um, I won't, one of the big, big kinks that no one ever talks about is I'm not into, uh, fecal play, scat play. Um, A, I don't really like being that dirty and B, you know, um, there's a lot of medical issues that can come with playing with other people's bodily fluids or excrement. I mean, your body's getting rid of it for a reason. I'm not shaming anyone who does it. I know a ton of people who are completely down with that. And that's great. They've done their research. They know how to be safe. That's their thing. Not my thing.
0: Right. And none of it is shaming. Like, if you say some things, this is not mine. That is, that'd be like me saying to you, well, I'm not into kink. Yeah. And, and that's not me shaming. That's just me going, that's just not my thing. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, so, anything that has to do with bodily fluids. Well... There's got to be one bodily fluid exception, do. You...
1: Um, so, uh, with my submissives, there is no fluid exchange in a sexual way. Um, that is an agreement with my sir. Um, that is a one road thing between him and I. Though, uh, I do have a person that I like to do just kind of random playful play with. Totally been negotiated. Um, he likes me spitting in his drinks. <laughs> It's kind of hot. It's kind of
0: hot. <laughs> you just drank my spit. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Every time he does it, he says, thank you, Mistress Cat. Look at that. I mean, they're so they're so thankful of all the things Mistress Cat does for them. hmm They are. I mean, I have heard some stories. Oh,
1: I, I'm here to tell stories. That's the best part of it. Yes. This. Well,
0: I mean, you have been doing something a little bit on the side.
1: I have. Do you want to share
0: with us about I that? I would
1: love to share it because let's get rid of, you know, the curtain of shame. Um, so, I have been doing um, pro-doming, which means professional dominatrix, but via the phone. So, uh, I am on a sex line thing where people get to call in and they can talk to me. And it is an absolutely amazing experience. I love it. So what do you do? Um, so it is, it's it's everything you imagine it to be. Um, I have a profile on a webpage. It's called Night Flirt. You can always look me up if you're really curious. It's Mistress Cat, two T's. And what it is, is people get to go through, they get to read different ads of things that I'm comfortable with. So like, again, I have one for sissy play for people who want to talk about um, sissy tendencies. I have one that's pure fantasy of, you know, white collared man who secretly is dominated by his wife at night and things of that nature. But it allows guys and women, by the way, the women are the best. (laughs) It allows guys and women who have possible kinky tendencies that they've never been allowed to or will allow themselves to express to call someone anonymously and talk to them about it. So I have some people who just want to talk and I have other people who want to live out my fantasies and play and it's great. I absolutely love it.
0: And it doesn't hurt that you make money doing it. No, it doesn't hurt that
1: I'm, i um I tell a lot of the guys that uh, call me that uh, they keep me in really nice shoes. Because <laughs> I did forget to mention I kind of have a foot thing. Uh, not for other people, but I really do like myself in pretty high heels.
0: Well, the ones you're wearing tonight are gorgeous.
1: Thank you. I spent a very long time looking for them. They're completely studded. Um, They are very, very painful for the men in my life who like to have their balls crushed. They're perfect. (laughs) So you have men in your life who like their balls crushed. I do. um, I do have a very special friend whose um, wife, who is his dom, really does like to watch me... um, the toe of these shoes up near his genitalia. Mm. He's down with it too. So, I mean, all parties are happy.
0: Right. Consensual. Consensual. Yep. You know, and you've mentioned a couple times about other people's doms giving you permission to do things. Yes. How does that work?
1: So, that's another thing you negotiate ahead of time. So, if you were my sub and we sat down and we worked on a contract, um, it would be something along the lines of, are you okay with being Given away. So given away can be temporary. It can be long-term. There is a entire sub-genre of kinksters that are actually into, like, selling off subs. Not my thing, but they're out there. Again, everyone consents to it. Um, Not that I believe in human trafficking at all. Let's just get that (laughs) out. Um, But it's out there. So there are people who are okay with that. A lot of people in the kink community because we live such an open lifestyle, we're not really grounded to one partner um, because we understand that not everyone can fulfill all your wants, needs, and desires. That's true. So um, my darling friend, she her husband is her sub, and when we all hang out, it's just usually at some point uh, she leans over, she whispers in my ear, hey, you know, you really should go bluff. And so sometimes that's a shove a spiked heel up his groin towards his balls or make him kiss my feet. Either way, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I know he's cool with it because I've talked to him about it and she gets her giggles. So it's a good time.
0: Right? Oh, gosh. This is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing so much about this. I really do. It is the best. And I'm sitting here. What the hell is that thing?
1: Oh, (laughs) So, you guys can't tell. Um, so, in my dungeon, I have a bit of a reason. I do have um, two ceiling supports that can hold about 800 pounds each for not suspension because I'm not a suspension person, but I do like to chain people up to flog them. But between <laughs> the two of them, I have a male mannequin with a collar for play and a set of vintage handcuffs that my sir totally found for me. Cleaned up, that are fully functioning.
0: Have you used these handcuffs?
1: I have used these handcuffs because, well, they are hot. <laughs> they look hot.
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm not sure how much Dre would get out of flogging somebody, but I imagine it would be some.
1: It's you know what? It's amazing. Um. One of the things that really turned me on to flogging in the first place is um. It really brought me through a dark place in my life. When I was first introduced to it, I was dealing with a lot of bad emotional issues, things that I couldn't handle. And I went to a very good friend of mine who had been in kink lifestyle for a very long time, and I was like, look, I'm not handling my life well. Um, I'm having dark thoughts. I'm in therapy. It's not getting better. And she goes, okay, cool. What What is your desires? And I said look, there was a time in my life where I was self-harming and it wasn't a great time. But, you know, most people who live that life understand that it alleviates some stress. And she goes, cool, well, we're not doing that again, but let's try flogging. And there is a big thing for cathartic flogging where it allows you to hit a point where you can let go in a safe, controlled environment where you're not hurting yourself but it allows you to feel things. And it was probably one of the few things that got me through a really dark period in my life. And now I just absolutely love it.
0: And love doing it to other people. And
1: love doing it to other people.
0: So what is the most attractive thing about doing these things to other people?
1: I live for the noise. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, Everyone... Makes absolutely delicious noises when either I'm hitting them or um, if I'm on my service and I get them to hit themselves, it's glorious.
0: <laughs> glorious noises. Glorious noises. That does it for Mistress Cat.
1: It does. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, it's one of the most intimate places you'll be with somebody. So either, you know, in the throes of orgasm or in the throes of hitting yourself with a kitchen spoon, it is something that people have agreed upon joining. It's something they desire. And it's one of the most intimate things you can do with somebody.
0: Yeah, I, you, I would have to trust somebody really a lot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just thinking about it like, yeah, because that is it would be really easy for it to go wrong.
1: Well, it's really easy for it to go wrong. And, you know, I am, I know I'm a little weird and I'll say this, but, you know, some people will hit home. You know, sometimes sex is sex. You get drunk, you're still consenting, you go home, you hook up, it's sloppy, it's bad, you get up the next morning, you sneak out, you're done. I call that the walk of shame. (laughs) It is the walk of shame. And I've done that
0: so many times in my life. We don't even want to go there.
1: (laughs) But kink to me is that sexy, hot person whispering in your ear. You can hear the feel, the breath on your ear. You can hear that whisper. It sends shivers down your spine. And it's hot. That is kink. Because I don't have sex with my submissives. I do nothing sexual in that nature. But it gives me the same high as... That hot guy in a two-piece suit with a glass of scotch in his hand.
0: <laughs> or three-piece, if you a, like it. Three-piece, two-piece.
1: Doesn't matter.
0: Whatever piece. Is he the, hot? Is he hot? Does that matter? Th- so I have this co-worker who, uh, every time we're working together and he sees hot guys, he, was, he just always leans over to me, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. I'll make his coffee. <laughs>
1: I'm down with that. I'm so, I don't care either direction. Like, give me a nice girl and a beautiful pair of heels, a nice fitted skirt, and I'm good.
0: <laughs> I'm good, too. I mean, back in the day, I used to definitely uh, not even care what gender you identified as. As long as I was attracted to you as a human being, that's really what it came down to.
1: Well, you know, and that's the thing with kink too, especially doing the phone thing is, you know, a lot of people put a lot of shame in it. And I'm like, why? I'm giving somebody something they want and they're passionate about. And obviously something about me they like. And honestly, I don't even care what they look like. Are they having fun? Are they enjoying me? Are they enjoying the way I'm telling them to play with themselves? Great. I don't need to go run a marathon. I'm golden. <laughs> this doesn't for me.
0: You enjoy your marathons, it's great. We're good.
1: And it keeps me in shoes.
0: And it keeps you in shoes. Well, that's really important. It and is. Mistress Cat has some wicked, a uh, wicked shoe collection. I'm always surprised at the different ones. And what was the ones you got as a gift that were like so high? Oh that-
1: yes. Oh, uh, I had a, I had a s- playmate. Who one day, uh, sent me a pair of, ooh, five inch stilettos. Those things, like, I, I can handle my shoes, but, um, those are my sit and look pretty shoes. Those are not my walk around shoes.
0: Break your ankle shoes?
1: Yes, they are. Oh, but they're so pretty. I'm down with it.
0: I love pretty shoes. Although I haven't been able to wear heels in like forever. Especially since I had the twins, you know, they just killed me slowly, sucked (laughs) the life out of me.
1: (laughs) It's okay. We can work on that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll be wearing some, uh, some heels, um, on New Year's Eve. Yes. So I'll have those. Uh, what are some things that we haven't covered that you want to share with people?
1: Um, I am, well, first of all, I'm completely here if anyone wants to talk about anything. Um, you can find me on nightflirt like i said it's mistress cat with two t's if you just want the experience you can find me on fetlife it's mistress cat d for dom um and then you know if you really don't even want to go that far but people have questions they're welcome to find me at gmail mistress cat d and other than that you know it's all about exploration people should never feel shame for possibly thinking that getting hit with something is fun because it is and you know don't self-shame don't shame other people just reach out and talk to people because yeah maybe getting hit with a flogger is not your thing but maybe being hit with a cane is or you know maybe you just want to sit at somebody's feet and serve them a cup of tea that's fine But don't hate yourself because you have these desires.
0: Just be open minded and be a learner. Because even if you're not into it, maybe somebody you know is into it. And it's always fun to see new things. I think it's fun and learn new things. It
1: is. And you know, anyone is welcome to a munch. You don't have to be kinky. I have a number of people in my local munch who are not kinky people, they appreciate kinky people. Mm -hmm. And it allows them to get out and talk. So, you can walk into a munch and go, hi, I know nothing about this. Will you please talk to me? And as long as you do it respectfully, anyone will talk to you. But there are protocols and rules because kink is still seen as a bad thing, kind of, on the whole. You would need to join Night Flirt, or not Night Flirt, sorry. You would need to join uh, FetLife and sign up for a munch it's just as easy as clicking as i'm going that way people know you're there usually somebody within the munch will reach out to you and just start talking to you because they want to know who you are and there's nothing wrong with that and you know again if you ever feel uncomfortable reach out to somebody else because we as a community are there to literally protect each other
0: well you have to we do I mean, otherwise this would not be as fun or as safe as we have talked
1: about it being. No, it wouldn't be. It would just be an absolutely horrible, dangerous pitfall. (laughs) Horrible,
0: dangerous pitfall.
1: I love it. With shock daggers at the bottom.
0: Yeah. So if people are, you know, curious, they can go check out a munch. They can email you. Um, If you guys have questions you want to to hear Mistress Cat talk more, you can email me at inspiredwomenpodcast at gmail.com and we could do another episode and chat I more about it. I would
1: love it. If you have questions and you want to hear me, just expound upon really random things. I can talk about it till the day is done.
0: See? So if you guys are interested, we can always get Mistress Cat back on here and ask more questions. I feel like there are so many questions that I didn't ask because I've already asked them and so I... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. You know, it's really hard when you've already kind of started poking, but I feel like this is going to be the tantalizing thing for a lot of people and they'll be like, oh, well, and you know what, mundane questions are great. You know, truly. Tickling. Tickling's a fetish, people. If you didn't know it, it's out there.
0: Tickling's a fetish. <laughs> getting spanked is a fetish. You know, getting tied up is a fetish. Yep. There, There's all sorts of kind of fetishes. I... It is kind of baffling to me the more I learn. I'm like, that's a thing.
1: That is a I thing. I didn't know
0: this. Oh, you forgot to mention the podcast they can listen to yes. if they want to learn more. Oh, my
1: God. So let me tell you about my two favorite guys. So um, get on to your favorite podcast place and find the podcast Off the Cuffs. Or um, if you need to just Google it, it's OCP Kink. Um so, these guys are up in New York. It is Dick Woon, Minimus Maximus. Um, They're great, great human beings. Um, what they do is they started the podcast a couple of years ago, and they just interview different kinky people. So, if you want to know anything about all the kinks out there, hit it up. Start reading the descriptors. Because they've interviewed so many people. Mm -hmm. And they're also perfect to reach out to. Um, I know I have messaged Dick a number of times about some run-ins I've had with different people and some weird kinks that I know he's talked about on the podcast. And I'm like, hey, so you're kind of into superheroes. I just did a really long call with the guy who wanted me to pretend that he was Robin. And he helped me. So when that guy calls me back, I'm definitely going to be a better fit. See,
0: there you go. There's always something new you can learn. I mean, even though you're in the King community and have been for quite a while.
1: Uh, I have been in the King community for about 15 years now.
0: But you're still learning something new all the time.
1: I learn new things all the time. I do, like I said, I continue going to events absolutely all the time. Um, I will be going to... um, The convention coming up in February, so like I said, that is held in Rhode Island, and that is held by New England Leather Alliance, so you can go check that out by Googling that. It's called the Winter Flea, and like I said, it's just a bunch of classes, so you can go. It's super affordable to just sign up and go. You follow their rules and regulations. You do have to be 18, but... You go and go sit and listen and listen to some of the smartest people within the kink community spread out from the entire United States and farther. Talk about what they're passionate about.
0: And you can
1: learn something new and try new things out. You can. And see if you like them. Exactly. Because what's the worst that happens? You try something you go, mm, not my thing. Move on. Try something new.
0: My husband always says if you don't ask, the answer always no. Exactly. So try
1: something new. Mistress- and try it twice. 'Cause never know. The first time just might have been bad. <laughs> try it twice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't just try it once. Try it twice, people. <laughs> Check it out. Get your uh Life profile set up. Go to a munch. Go to a convention. Email Mistress Cat. Look her up on Night Flirt. Um, If you want to chat more, if you find her voice sexy and you want to hear more of this. A lot of people find my voice
1: sexy.
0: (laughs) Yes. People have it in for Mistress Kat's voice. Well, Mistress Kat, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you. This was an amazing experience. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review.
0: And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.